0: grace mercy and peace are yours this day from god our father and from our lord and savior jesus christ amen please be seated dear brothers and sisters in christ show up or else doesn't really seem to win the master too many friends people heard it and then mistreated or killed the servants that brought the invitation So the king got angry and killed him right back. One guy came dressed wrong. If you show up like that, they put you in the outer darkness. Right away. No trial, no nothing. We have the best dressed wedding guests in all the world because of the outer darkness. It's cheerful stuff today, y'all. There is such a thing as hell. It's not uplifting, but... It's real. We tend to gloss over it, though. Not because we don't think that it's a real place, but just that it's one that's reserved for people that we despise. See, of those who don't come to the wedding feast, most are pretty sure that God completely understands why they can't make it. Read the parable. Tell me how it goes. I guess the simplest thing to say that if there is a God who made the heavens and the earth and he can unmake them too, I guess he's allowed to make the rules. And we should just be grateful that he tells us what they are. So set aside your excuses, put down your coffee, come to the wedding feast and come correct. Because it beats the alternative. You know, the outer darkness, weeping, gnashing of teeth, all that jazz. I just don't know if that's enough for the sermon, though, because, well, for one, I've found in my ten years of doing this that the amount of hellfire I put in a sermon is directly proportional to the amount of people who come up to me after church and tell me how glad they were that somebody else was here to hear that one. but also that, well, those who made excuses and didn't go to the wedding feast, they get the least amount of screen time in this parable. They sort of just fade from the story as not worthy. The soldiers were sent after the ones who murdered the servants of the master. It was the man without the wedding garments who went to the outer darkness. The thing is, of those that skipped full of excuses, and just kind of faded away? I think they were already out there. The outer darkness. See, when we think about hell, we always imagine an awful lot of fire for some place called the outer darkness. We imagine a bad place, that is full of pain and torture, death and decay, a place where demons roam about, seeking those to devour, a place full of sinners doing awful things to each other and suffering. So, basically like here, but like in a cave that's on fire. The words outer darkness actually help us understand. They shape the picture. Outer, not close to. Darkness not light. Hell is not measured in demons and suffering. The worst part about hell is the name that we're given today, outer darkness, being away from the light, being not near Jesus, who is the light of the world, sent into the world so that darkness would not overcome it. Those who gave excuses and skipped the feast, they were already out there. I mean, look around this world. Tell me how dark it is. Wars, rumors of wars, suffering, torture, demons, sinners, death, weeping, gnashing of teeth. It's not that there's no such thing as eternal condemnation. It's just that some of us really seem to want to insist on being early to it. We all got to live in this the thing is, why would anyone want to stay? Would you really rather navigate it without the light, the help, the salvation? It isn't come to church or else. It's never been that. We already live and die inside of the or else. The only question is, where is help in the middle of it? So the Lord comes down into the outer darkness. He brings light unto the darkness. The light shines in darkness, and darkness cannot overcome it. On this mountain, the Lord sets up in the darkness light. On this mountain, the Lord of hosts makes a feast full of good food and even better wine. And in this feast, he swallows up death forever. In this feast, he wipes away tears. In this feast, those who wait in darkness for salvation find the God who comes not to threaten with more of it, but to save those who could not save themselves. He comes to call us out of darkness and into light. He invites you to that feast here, now. He sets it up here for you. It was never for the worthy. It was never for the good. It was for those who are weeping and gnashing their teeth in the dark. It was for you and me it is his body and blood that he places on this altar good food better wine for in them are the body and blood of jesus for the forgiveness of your sins it is for life that death cannot destroy it is for strength in a world that just demands too much sometimes and it is for hope in a world that has forgotten how for light, for those hearts that sit in darkness he sets up this feast for sinners for me And for you, he sets up this feast for the people like us. Those who didn't come were unworthy, but so were those who came. They were both the good and the bad. The only one who gets called out for it is the one not wearing the wedding garment. Because the wedding garment was given by the host. It was supplied and free. It was a gift. It was an identity. You wear that, it means you belong here. Because God always clothes his people. He always calls them out of darkness and sin and shame and death and clothes them. He called Adam and Eve out of the bushes. And he clothed them in animal skin so they could look at each other and find peace in their marriage. He clothed you in white robes in your baptism, washed clean in the blood of the Lamb. He clothes you with robes that carry you out of the great tribulation and into the wedding feast of the Lamb that has no end in his kingdom. And he promises you that because you are baptized, because you wear these robes right now, You are holy, and you are worthy of love. You belong here. The guy without one, he showed up and insisted that those things not be that way. He insisted on not being God's guest at the feast where he swallows up death. He wanted to be there based on something other than mercy. So he laughed, back to where he came from. Many are called, but few are chosen. Just understand that that's not a challenge to make it fewer. Like, really, the path is narrow enough. You don't need to come along and make up new rules for it. The path is narrow enough. You don't need to single out people that you are sure are going to hell because they don't live up to the standards of the law. By the way, ignore your own sins. Many are called, but few are chosen. That's just a realization. Nothing out there can save you. No work you can do will either. But in here, you don't have to stand on your identity. God gives you his. You are children of God, the holy ones of Israel, sons and daughters of the king. You stand here as the ones who take refuge. We are refugees at the feast who are told that we live here now. We belong here. None of us were worthy, but we are clothed. We are fed. We are brought into light and hope and peace and life. We are given gifts that endure even in a world this dark. And so we can sing hymns while death is swallowed up forever. In the name of Jesus, amen.